0: this show is for you.
1: We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work.
0: This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Aloha. We are back on the island of Oahu. So we've done some episodes, as you know, recently in Arizona, Utah. Now we're back on the island. Kind of weird to maybe even say like we're back home.
2: Yeah, that's like the debate of our lives. Is this home? Is that home? I don't know. <laughs> I remember reading a book, though, that talks about, it's the book we've, we've actually referenced it before. It talks about how it's called Value Graphics, and it's like, what does humanity value? Basically, this study that was done, and there's like a large population of people that don't feel like they're necessarily home. They're like searching. I kind of feel like that. I feel like that right now. Do you remember that, reading that part of it?
0: No, like, is that's that's different than the belonging? Yeah, interesting. No, us go back and read that, and it's cool because I think one of the experiences we've had with traveling and kind of being nomads is that also your your home is where your family is, you know, or can be sometimes.
2: So. Yeah, a lot of places are starting to feel like home because it used to be just just the one place, just Arizona. But I am realizing you know, maybe like, what if more than one place could feel like home?
0: So today's episode, it's the difference between joy and happiness. And what had me thinking about this, there's been several things recently that have had me think about this this topic of, of why I wanted to talk about the difference between joy and happiness. But one in particular, one thing that's happened recently is it's a conversation I actually had with a friend. And I don't even, I'd, obviously Melissa knew we were going to talk about this topic. I don't know if I even told her about this conversation though, I'm with this friend and
2: that's exciting. I don't <laughs> even know what you're going to say next.
0: And he he was sharing with me that recently he has gone through, you know, some changes in his life and he's never drank before alcohol. And he's recently started drinking alcohol and was basically sharing with me the process he went through to make that decision and his thoughts regarding it. And and he knows that, you know, my, my family's had experiences with And and challenges with, oftentimes substance abuse and different. It's just caused a lot of challenges in in my family, and he basically kind of didn't come right out and say, "Hey, what do you think?" But I could tell that he was looking for me to respond or say something. And I certainly respect like his decision and don't want to create any kind of guilt or shame and or judgment because I don't. It's not my place to judge anything that he he's doing. And I, so, I just simply, the only thing I think to do is ask him a question. I said, yeah, I'm just curious. Like, what what had you want to, you know, after your whole life not, you know, what had you want to start drinking alcohol? You know, was it, because in my mind, I'm thinking like curiosity or like never had it before. And and it was so fascinating to me, his response. He said, I just, well, I just want to be happy. And so, we, we had this discussion about like happiness. And I won't say anything more about that topic other than I I firmly believe there is nothing good (laughs) that comes from drinking alcohol. and That's like something I've already, you know, I've shared that multiple times in my life with multiple people publicly. I've never seen anything good long-term that comes from drinking alcohol or introducing that into a family. I've only seen, and I'm also not saying that it has to lead to this, but the only things I've really seen a lot and I'm sensitive to it is a lot of destruction. And I know that he and I even talked about this very thing that, that it's not going to get out of control or out of hand for him. And I said, yeah, but you don't know who in your family is going to come along that might, can't, might not be able to handle it. A future child, a future grandchild, you know, and so that aside.
2: <laughs> I think you could, if you're comfortable, offer a little more context, like your own personal context that led you to this belief or understanding.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen the destruction, you know, and 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 with there's, look, anxiety and depression, at an all-time high, addiction at an all-time high in the world right now, suicide rates at an all-time high. And when you look at addiction amongst the substances, alcohol is by far the worst. There was this Time Magazine article recently, uh, a few months ago, where the entire entire issue was about addiction. And it just talks about how it just ravishes families, like it just tears them apart, And, and alcohol being the biggest. And I can look back multiple generations in our family and see divorces that have taken place, families that have been destroyed, ripped apart really hard things had been introduced to a family and alcohol was one of the main contributors of that. Um, I have, you know, shared this before, but I've lost both of my brothers and they've passed away, have a sister in prison, have an old, uh, my oldest nephews passed away. And in all of those cases, alcohol played a role. It wasn't the only thing.
2: A big role.
0: Yeah. Played a huge role. And again, I, I always think about this idea that like, what are the things not, and I'm not just talking about alcohol, but like, what are the things that we introduce into our family, right? For good or for bad. But what are those things that that we as a generation bring into our family that then kind of becomes the norm in our family? In a lot of ways, there's a lot of amazing things that, you know, a person can bring into their family that didn't exist before. But I think about just how careful and how much I would think through that decision of introducing being being the person in a generation that introduces like a substance into a family. Because, again, you might think, well, but I can handle it. It's like you don't know when your family has a predisposition to that that like can't. And how it could destroy their lives. And as this friend and I started talking about this idea of happiness, we then had this conversation about joy. And I said to him, I said, you know, I said, I I love you no matter what, like whatever decision you make, like I I, I love you and have a relationship with you. And I said, from my perspective and my own experience, the most unhappy I've ever been in my life was the time that I was the most consumed with my happiness the most destruction that I caused in my family was the time of my life I was most consumed with my happiness. And that was when Melissa and I were separated, going to get, you know, possibly divorced. And the only thing I could think about was like, well, I deserve to be happy. I should be happy. And it was a lot of it, it was in the name of selfishness. And I'm, I'm not trying to paint happiness as a bad thing. And I'm going to share a couple of resources and a couple of articles that I found that I thought were really good. But there is a difference between joy and happiness. I also thought about my sister who's in prison right now, who, by the way, is doing amazing. You know, she she got Alcoholics Anonymous brought into her yard, which previously wasn't there and had to do a lot of work to do that. She's leading those meetings. She stopped smoking cold turkey. She's just like she's also uh oh man like she's had a rough go. I mean, it's one thing to be in prison for five years, but she's beat cancer in prison, had surgery for that. She had a broken hip out of nowhere recently had this like really crazy crazy surgery she has this huge rod putting her hip all the way down to her femur those surgeries would be difficult to have anywhere she said both of them in prison
2: and covid and that really really changed like she couldn't see
0: didn't have any friends, visitors family
2: visitors for months and months and months
0: yeah 18 months and and what's interesting is my sister says like she's like i have more joy in prison than i've ever had or that i've maybe that not that I've ever had, that I've had in a long, long time. And yet when I wasn't in prison, I thought I had like what I would call happiness. And she said I was consumed with happiness. And she and I had this conversation because at one point when she was really struggling, I really called her out. You know, I was trying to love her with tough love. And I asked her if she remembered and she told me she didn't. Her response to me when I called her out, when she was really struggling was, I deserve to be happy. And I was like, wow, there's always these instances of like, Someone like proclaiming like myself or someone else. I deserve to be happy. And it's usually like not around like great things or great decisions. And so I found this little chart that I'm going to share. We'll share a link to it. It says joy versus happiness. And it divides them into two columns. It said joy, result of our inner peace and satisfaction. Happiness, result of an external force that brings satisfaction to us. Joy, source of joys within ourselves. Source of happiness is external. Joy has a moral attribute to it. Happiness has more of a materialistic attribute to it. Joy is, uh, its outcome is self-realization and re- and supreme satisfaction. Where happiness, the outcome may, b- may be mutual understanding, strengthening our bonds with others, admiration. Joy, more consistent or long lasting. Happiness, not that consistent since it typically depends on the external force that brings happiness to us. And I guess that was the biggest thing I've realized about the difference between joy and happiness. And I'm still studying it, but it's like, It's like the shelf life. Like joy is like, seems to me that joy is heavenly while happiness is like earthly. It just, it's temporary and it has a shelf life.
2: You have to go keep finding, finding things to support your happiness, I guess.
0: Yeah. And I just think it's fascinating that my friend, myself, my sister, all three of us around the I deserve to be happy. It's like really focused on, it's all I was consumed with. And it was the, it was the most unhappy I'd ever been in my life. <laughs> that was the crazy thing.
2: Did you feel like you're
0: yeah. happy? Or did no. you feel unhappy? I'm oh, sorry. I thought, I thought you were saying, did you feel that way? Yeah, I did not. I wasn't happy. And yet it was like, I was all consumed. My sister, same thing. She's like, oh, that was the most miserable, like lonely, like awful guilt, shame ridden time of my life was when I was the most hell bent on being happy.
2: It's interesting.
0: Because I think it really causes you to like, kind of warps your thinking, like, you lose sight of that longer term, like internal that I actually have something to do with it, you know? And it's really easy. I think too, in those moments of, for me at least super easy to become a victim and be focused on how other people or other things or other circumstances should be making me happy. And they're responsible, you know, for my happiness.
2: How do you think you, this idea, this concept, how do you think that you would bring this to, to your children? Because I read, Chris kind of shared with me, "Hey, I want to kind of discuss this on our on our podcast." And then he told me that a couple of days ago. And then later that night, I found this quote that talks about that very thing, like why it's so important to teach children like the difference between happiness and joy, and show them show them examples of that. I'll just I'll read a little a little quote of it. actually. I think it's really good. You often hear parents say, "I just want my kids to be happy." I get it. There's great pleasure as a parent seeing your kids really enjoy life and deep pain when you see your kids struggle. But there's a problem with this intuition. It doesn't answer the question, what kind of happy? And then it talks about how there's different levels of happiness um, and, and teaching your kids, like, what kind of happiness do you want to feel? Are you training them to feel cheap pleasures or deep pleasures? And then the example he, he used is, is it like cotton candy happiness or grandfather at the table happiness? And, mm. and his... The example he uses of his grandfather at the table happiness, he says his 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 dad every every Sunday they do Sunday dinner every Sunday at dinner his dad just fills up with tears in his eyes just like so happy and appreciative and joyful I guess you could say at you know having his family at his side and the life that he's that he's lived.
0: Yeah, it says it like the grandfather example. He asks his son, and he's like, "Do you notice grandpa every Sunday? How he tears up when he talks about his family?" And he asked his son, he said, do you know what that is? And he said, he's feeling so much meaning in the moment. He can't contain the joy. So even in the description, he talks about the difference. He's been talking about happiness. And then when he's trying to describe what his grandfather's going through, he's like, he's experiencing so much meaning that he can't contain the joy. Yeah, I love that. And and, and look, I would hope no one takes away from this like, oh, Chris and Melissa and family brand don't want us to be happy. <laughs>
2: I think, yeah, I think it's like, it's a much bigger conversation than, than we first introduced it as, as just like these decisions around alcohol. Like that's not even what we're, what we're talking about. No, that, that's just that, that one
0: conversation that I had, had me have this thought about the difference between joy and happiness. And I felt called to say like, just how I feel about that. Like It's one example that's maybe an easy target that, that you could look at and say like, I think a lot of people in my family have pursued it, thinking it would bring happiness. But, but truly, the question is like, what brings joy? And I love this also. There's this um, New York Times article that we'll link to. And the title is The Difference Between Happiness and Joy. And it's written by David Brooks. And he talks about he got invited to speak to graduating students at Arizona State University, which I thought was, that, that alone was cool because we love ASU. And he said there's two types of emotions present at a graduation. There is the happiness of the students because they worked hard to achieve these goals, he said, but there's a different emotion up in the stands among their family and friends. And that's joy.
2: Mm, interesting.
0: Yeah. So the students are experiencing happiness, but the parents, their family members, friends, they're experiencing joy. They're not thinking about themselves, like their goal and what they've accomplished. Uh, their delight is seeing the, the, the happiness in the graduate, um, their laughter. And I love what he, what he shares, he said, happiness usually involves a victory for the self. Joy tends to involve the transcendence of self. Happiness comes from accomplishments. Joy comes when your heart is in another. Joy comes after years of changing diapers, driving to practice, wearing at night, dancing in the kitchen, playing in the yard, and just sitting quietly together watching TV. Joy is the present that life gives you as you give away your gifts. The core point is that happiness is good, but joy is better. It's smart to enjoy happiness, but it's smarter still to put yourself in situations where you might experience joy. People receive joy after they have overinvested in their friendships. The thing the wisest people say about friendship is this: lovers stand face to face, staring into each other's eyes, but friends stand by side by side, staring at the things they they both care about. So I just love again just this idea, and I guess for me the takeaway has been looking at yeah what what are the things that bring me happiness that that I can continue to have in my life, but what are the things that bring me joy? And I think for me. I get a lot of happiness and I would say joy out of my business but if I'm not careful that's something that I could just turn into an obsession and get so much happiness out of like my business and my accomplishments and what I'm the accolades and the acknowledgement that I wouldn't have time left over for my family which is where it's like a deeper source of joy and yeah I just I was really fascinated by thinking about this a lot reading a lot about it this last week about the difference between happiness and joy and I think a takeaway for all of us could be just to kind of look at our lives and maybe see what are things we're, what are some of the things we're investing time in right now and things we're pursuing? And then maybe just a question to kind of like I ask my friend is like, why are we pursuing it? Is it driven more by happiness? Is it driven more by joy? And neither one of them are bad. I don't think that's the point of just kind of like this article, both are great.
2: One thing that I feel like every, every article and discussion that we've brought that up to this point talks about is the t- like the time to me it feels like happiness is like momentary hap- like momentary satisfaction whereas joy is a, a little bit longer maybe I don't want to say sacrifice but maybe like like it talks about changing the diapers like some moments of sacrifice to realize like joy later on and maybe that's not always the case but that's kind of interesting to me
0: yeah I, th- I think that too like the time and i also think one of the things that keeps coming back time and time again is that like the difference between joy and happiness is like external and internal mm-hmm. but then there's also this idea of like experiences and memories so like for example happiness might be buying that new home joy is the memories you'll have inside of it
2: mm-hmm.
0: right like happiness might be buying like the new car, the joy would be like the road trips and the memories right in the car. And so I think also this idea for me about joy and happiness is kind of liberating. Cause I won't, I wouldn't have as much of a need to compare myself to others. I wouldn't have as much of a need to like keep up with the Joneses. Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm more focused on joy, it's like, yeah. Cause I recognize like, that's not what really fulfills me. But if I'm really consumed with my happiness, then yeah, I'm going to like probably buy lots of things go lots of places, hang out, lots of people that maybe don't even really particularly want to, or like fulfill me in the end, but it's because it's driven by this more like short term. And I've certainly been there plenty of times, but if I think we can really remember that, like I think our true purpose in life is to have joy and seek out joy. I just think our lives are more joyful, but they're also just more simple.
2: And more ultimately fulfilled. Yeah. There you have it. Anything else you'd add?
0: No, I just think, I think it'd be really useful. Like I'm going to continue to do that this week and just like, look at my life and kind of analyze through those two lenses of like, what am I seeking out for happiness? And what am I seeking out for joy? And how can I make sure that I'm more focused maybe on those things that bring me joy than just happiness?
2: I love it. Go, go find the joy this week.
0: Hey there, thanks for listening to today's episode.
1: To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes.
0: And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together.
1: Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode.
0: We will see you in the next episode.